We are on the fifth and final step of our step-by-step plan to organize any space in your home, and it is called Equalize. And the equalizing step is where we talk about maintenance, which is which is always the big hang-up. So let's dig in and see what Jim's Julie Morgenstern has to offer, which is who this whole process is based on and how I think that should apply to us, those of us who are moms with ADHD that struggle with the maintenance part. Let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. Again, super quick recap. If you are joining me now, go back to episode 42 where we started this whole process. I gave you some introductory questions I thought you should ask yourself before you even begin to try and organize any space of your home. And then we have been walking through one podcast at a time, the acronym SPACE, created by Julie Morgenstern, who created this acronym as a way to organize really any space in your home. And so just to remind you, we've been doing this against the example of a pantry. And we started with sorting, then we went to purging, then we assigned spaces for all of our things that we were keeping to live, and then we containerized by choosing the correct containers that would benefit us and not make things harder. <laughs> and here we have arrived at equalize. And equalize is an interesting word because she really says it's about maintaining the system and her her words are basically treat yourself like a kindergartner and get yourself used to doing this maintenance of this space in the same way that you would brush your teeth every day. She, I'm going to reach out on a limb, I doubt is an ADHD mom. (laughs) Maybe she is and she's just cracked the code and I need to study her more. But just saying maintain it doesn't really work for me. And so I would prefer that she replace the word equalize to the word evaluate. Because I don't think we're ever going to get a system perfectly organized in one try. More importantly, I'm not sure there is a perfectly organized space. And even if we can organize it perfectly for a season, our lives change and demands change. And the ability for that space to stay exactly right for us always is kind of a joke. I mean, 
it's like saying I fully outfitted my child's bedroom with all of their favorite colors and characters and sizes of clothing and now I'm done. I don't have to touch it again until they'll just leave the house and everything will be the same. <laughs> I mean, if you could put yourself any place in your home, should have the ability to flex and move and evolve and shape in the same way that you as a family flex and evolve and move and shape and have different needs and different activities. With that in mind, let's not beat ourselves up on is this perfect immediately. And so why I like the word evaluate is start to use this pantry or this space that you have organized. Ask yourself questions with the knowledge that every change is difficult. And every change, I mean, that whole a body in motion stays in motion or a body at rest stays at rest, it is our inertia that makes us not want to change the way we do things. We program ourselves really well. If you have always walked to one drawer for the silverware and you move where your silverware is, do you know how many times you're going to walk to the old drawer, open it, then remind yourself that the silverware is not there before you turn around and go to the other one? Does that mean that silverware is in the wrong place now? No. It just means you have a learned habit. I mentioned Gretchen Rubin a lot on the podcast, but she talks about a really great time to create new habits is when you're in a completely new space. If we could all just pick everything up, move and place everything from the move in exactly, quote unquote, the right space the first time. That would be the time to try and trick ourselves into all these new habits because we don't have any pre-wired existence in this new home. When we change a space in the home that we've lived in for years, it's going to feel wrong. It's going to feel like you put the left shoe on the right foot. And, and we need to give ourselves the grace that just because it seems harder at first, that a lot of that is just learning curve and adjusting to new ways to live in old spaces. When you're evaluating and you get a little frustrated, force yourself to say, we're going to live like this for about a month. Like we just are. The longer and more frequently you're using it in its new setup, that is the point at which you'll go, oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of, this feels normal. And I remember where we used to keep the silverware anymore. <laughs> um, I, what's funny is one of the biggest telltale signs, and this is why it cracks me up, the moment that you don't notice the bright pink sticky notes anymore, and I say bright pink because that's the color I put in mine, but whatever color your sticky notes, there'll be somebody at some point, like a month from now, that'll have to grab something out of your pantry and they'll be like, what's up with the sticky notes? You're like, the what? The sticky notes all over your pantry? And you're like, oh, I forgot those were even up there. And you'll walk in and you'll pull them all down. Like seriously, we w that is one beautiful thing about our brains, y'all we will go blind to something that has been in our environment for a while. And that is our great trap, right? I mean, that's why we don't see clutter. We have a clutter blindness. It's why we don't get aggravated by things that our type A loved ones get bothered by. And that's why when we're like, oh, well, put yourself a sticky note somewhere to remind you of that. I could have a sticky note on the dashboard of my car every day that says, don't forget your purse. Within three days, I won't even know that sticky note is there unless I make myself like an alarm on my phone that says change the color of the sticky note. And I could rewrite it and stick it up in a new color and I might notice it for about three days again. And then I'd have to set the alarm to do that again. I am telling you, 
That would be an interesting experiment we should all try with ourselves. And the whole knowing where your purse thing is. I wish sometimes that I could get like immediate feedback from you guys. I have some tips on purses. <laughs> and it's from experience. Oh, okay, I digress. We're talking about pantries here. So while you're living with your new pantry setup, please evaluate it against the it's hard at first versus actually this made more sense. And I'm really glad that I shuffled some things around that I pared things down and that it's starting to work. Now, the really interesting thing about a pantry or a refrigerator that you don't get when you're dealing with like closets is we, as often as weekly, some people more frequently, some people a little less frequently are bringing new food into the place and food is being emptied out of the place. So it is a living, evolving, rotating space that doesn't get set once and you go oh well that's how we're going to set this up and clothes are a little bit like that because you're washing things but it's the same exact things coming back every time when you set up a food system you don't always eat the same foods always the same time in the same way and in the same volumes of purchasing it and so it's really tricky nothing drives me more nutty than the refrigerators that are like styled y'all refrigerators should never be organized to that level what uh, sorry that is a whole soapbox I have got to jump off right now because we are focused on our pantry and the pantry at least is a little bit slower rotation than than the fridge but it's more difficult than a closet just know that it's a flexible space and you've got to deal with that flex and part of your evaluation is each time you grocery shop and you go to put stuff away are you feeling like you've made any parts of it harder? And you may have. So that's the point where you go, oh, do I need to change something here because I've just made this part of this step harder for me? It's also a great time if you've got kids that are a little bit older that need some, they need to be helping you out. They need some responsibilities within the kitchen. And if one of the things is they're really type A and they're really good at this stuff, then say, hey guys, you know, set this up in the pantry. I mentioned in the last podcast, if you took a picture of the way it was when it was at its best, it's not always going to be like I said, the exact same foods, but they'll get a sense of, oh, this is kind of how, how we need to make this look and they can help you put things away. Uh, those three empty cereal containers that you saw in mind, if you were part of the Facebook group, those were maintained beautifully all summer by my college kid who eats those three cereals and doesn't mind taking the time and is very sort of neat and organized and likes routine they hadn't been empty until he left for college he came home at Christmas he filled them back up he's like can I fill these back up can I get these cereals and I was like sure filled them back up ate them ate on them until he left and that's what they look like after he left back for college I filled them up he'll be kind of surprised <laughs> to see them full because he's probably thinking they won't be changed again until he's back for spring break anyway that's a great that's a great task to hand off. Maintaining a space that you've taken the time to create, it's your family is a part of your, y'all have responsibilities for living in your space. It doesn't have to rely just on you, mom. Like it just doesn't. Let them be part of this. And if that's a better skill set than what you have, just every time you are pulling in from the grocery store, if they're around, I, I'm not kidding you. I text every time, heading back from the grocery store, be there in five. Everybody help me carry stuff in. And they're all waiting at the door. They help me unload. They help me unpack. 
And the ones that are good at it start putting stuff away. It's just many hands make light work. And I don't think that's a horrible lesson we should all be teaching our kids. Anyway, again, this is like such a soapbox episode. Sorry, guys. (laughs) And again, it's not perfect all the time for me. And sometimes I'm at the grocery store in the middle of the day and I come home and it's just me. I'm just saying when it works, make it work. When it doesn't, it doesn't. Flexibility is truly, to me, one of the biggest grace factors that we can give ourselves. Maintenance, it, it is our hang up. It is difficult. Pull people in when you have to get the help you need from family members. If it's going to really rely just on you and you can set yourself little reminders, if you have Alexas in your house, you can say, hey, Alexa, set a reminder for every Wednesday at four, straighten the pantry. And literally every Wednesday at four, she'll say, reminder, straighten your pantry. (laughs) You may or may not listen to her, but it might be a great way to help. It's at least something that'll jog your brain to remember that you need to go through with it. It's good as a monthly task. I wouldn't bother with it more than that. It may be something like where mine, I don't think I'd touched in uh, at least three months for it to look as bad as you guys saw it. So I don't know how soon I'll do it again. I'm going to be real honest, but I don't have perfect answers, guys. I say it in my intro where I'm in this with you. I hope that part of what you appreciate about me is I'm not some person who is sitting here going, this is the way to do it and I've found the answer because I sincerely don't believe there is one answer and I believe everybody's family and scenario is unique and I give lots and lots of suggestions because I want you to try and find the best answer for you. And sometimes things will work for a little while and then not work anymore. The biggest thing that I will hammer home over and over and over again is one, stay flexible, two, have grace, and three, stay positive. Like that, that's probably me in a nutshell. <laughs> so hopefully that's helpful. And it, the the only other thing I have to offer is I am loving this Facebook group. You guys are the sweetest group of people. I know some of you just hang out and and just sit in the background and don't participate and that's okay if you feel ever led to participate please know no judgment all love we're happy you're here but what I want to do is I'm going to start a post when this is going to be Friday when you hear this and it's going to be called hashtag pantry progress I would love for us to show pictures of how things are going working on our pantry you can show before and after you can show a after and then guys this is a week later what is happening (laughs) and I can try and weigh in if there's ideas I'm seeing that I think may be part of your stumbling blocks I just think it's a it's a text string I don't know a post string I guess that is searchable within the group that guys I'm learning Facebook (laughs) love me in my chaos oh my gosh I am learning but I think if you hashtag it And then in the group, you search pantry progress, that post will pop up and we can check on it over and over again and see how we're doing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So if it pops up and you're just on Facebook and you go, oh, I haven't touched my pantry in a while, maybe I'll go do that. And you feel like you're in a community of other people trying to do it too. Maybe that helps. So like I said, just suggestions, thoughts, and ways that I'm trying to help. My goal is to go live again tomorrow and show you where my pantry sits now, show you the containers I have and why, and just sort of where I am with evaluating what I kind of like or don't like about what I did this time. And um, so yeah, stay tuned. I'm not promising any specific time. 
I may pop on and just say, hey, I'm about to go live in 10, just to give people warning if you want to join me. But otherwise, uh, that wraps this up. If you have questions or thoughts or comments, please share. Until next time, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, keep choosing joy.